College football fans, welcome back to the College Ball Show. He's Marshall, I'm Chris, and we're here to talk some good old-fashioned college football. And we had ourselves a very entertaining Saturday, of course. Michigan was up on their rivals, let that one slip through 37-33. Michigan State pulls it off. Uh, just down the stretch, man, offensively, defensively, clearly they ran the you-know-what out of the ball. Um, very good performance there. Iowa lose back-to-back games now, got handled in this one, 27-2, or sorry, 27-7. Um, Auburn got by Old Miss. It was a competitive game, but a, a good game at that. Ohio State and Penn State was a little tighter than some expected. Ohio State did manage to get the job done. We did have some ups though, upsets, though. Kentucky got beat. Um, my Miami squad beat a, another ranked team back-to-back uh, over Pittsburgh. SMU, unfortunately, Cincinnati's not too happy about that. But SMU um, went down to Houston. That was a really fun game to watch. Iowa State got beat. We said, hey, are you sure? Are you positive that they should be that big a favorite? We weren't calling for an upset, but they got the upset. West Virginia, San Diego State went down swinging. Um, So it was actually a very eventful week nine. Obviously, tomorrow there will be the first playoff rankings, the first official, you know, one of these Tuesdays. Once it heats up even more, we probably will do a show directly after they release them. But we'll kind of let these go a little bit because uh, I think although there'll be debate, how deep will the debate, you know, the debate be? It seems like there's only one rank versus rank Auburn, Texas A&M uh, for week 11. I got to admit on paper, it looks kind of mild. There are some games under the radar but not flying all that far under the radar. Even, you know, the week before last week, you know, we had a bunch of good-ass games, even though it wasn't like three or four ranked versus ranked teams. So this is going to be an interesting week 10, um, and we know the regular season of college football can just kind of pop up on you. Um, but if this is your first time listening to the College Ball Show, welcome. It streams live right here on blog.radio.com forward slash rope radio um you don't have to uh go to rope or, or blog talk and download the show directly there if you don't want to. you can find the show in a lot of different places on apple podcast under the rope radio podcast iHeartRadio, radio player fam tune in stitcher we're also part of the grueling true sports podcast network while you're at it why don't you head on over to grueling.com and one more thing, if you're thinking about cutting the quarter, you have, you're not quite happy, I got, got something for you. It's called Direct TV Stream. The prices start as low as $69.99 a month. Uh, the best of live te- television and on demand. No annual contract, no hidden fees. Uh, if you upgrade to Choice or Ultimate Packages, that'll give you three free months of HBO Max, plus you get to enjoy regional sports networks without the additional fees that you see so often now, or they just don't carry it. And if you go all the way to the premiere package, that'll give you Showtime and HBO Max already in the monthly payment. That's DirecTV Stream. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and bring in my co-host, Marshall. 
and uh, see how, how he's doing on this first day of November. Hey, uh, uh, the first day of November, it's kind of a sad, somber moment. Um, my life of being 36 is going to be over in 29 days. Uh, being 36 has been really good. I'm hoping 37 stays the same. But if, if there's any way, Chris, you can repeat a year. Uh, I'd appreciate that. So, yeah, on November 30th, I turned 37. Want to do 2020 so. over again? Oh, wait. Forget uh, it. Yeah. I, I want to repeat my age of 36, but skip past all the COVID bullshit. So, yeah. Um, it's been a pretty good week. Uh, I, I had a nice little easy day of work today, which was very fun because I didn't have to be at work the whole day. So, that was beautiful. Um, for my opening uh, rant... Uh, actually it's a positive one. Um, if you've been listening to us, we'd like to give out picks every week. Um, and we, I was again, two for one. Um, I said to look at West Virginia against Iowa state. They covered. I said to look at Tulane against Cincinnati. Actually both, we both talked about that one, my friend. And they did. I mean, cover. I brought up West Virginia too. I put it in an article. So I okay. Just called so, down the okay. So, so both of us gave out West Virginia. Um, both of us mentioned Tulane was getting way too many points and they only scored 12, but they still covered against Cincinnati. And, um, I also gave out Sparty, uh, excuse me. I also gave out Michigan to beat Sparty, which if you bet Michigan first half, you went three and oh off our picks. If you took Michigan full game, eh, no. And, and it's mind blowing because. This is a Michigan State offense who has very talented players. I, I saw that Sparty has a talented offensive running back and a wide receiver, which you saw against uh, Rutgers. But that's also a Rutgers defense who, hey, at given times, you're going to give up some big plays. But after their Rutgers explosion, Michigan State looked pretty just average. Just the, their quarterback is not that good. So if you were holding a Michigan ticket, and you're up two touchdowns in the second I mean, the half. The running have, back has been a stud, though. But yeah, and 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 he yeah, you're right, completely. They, they have a they have a NFL talented first and second round pick wide receiver and running back. The running back was getting Heisman hype a couple weeks ago, but due to a poor quarterback, in my opinion, that that can eliminate letting your star wide receiver and starting back show off their skills just because a defense can hone in on certain things. But to be up. Um, two touchdowns on your uh, interstate rival in the second half in a game where you pretty much kept things under control and then to become like a defensive sieve. Man, that's tough. I saw on Twitter, Chris, that Harbaugh is now 3-9 and nine against uh, Sparty and Ohio State, yet the man still has a job. I mean, I, you know, again, it's not all on him. and it's He's been there 12 years. Three and nine against Sparty and Ohio State. Oh, I didn't hear the other part. Oh, like, sorry. What? Yeah, yeah. I'm oh. lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so, good. Uh, no. And again, there's been a couple of nail biters with Ohio State, but man, that that is a awful loss for Michigan. Again, no, I'm not saying either of those teams are going to make the college football playoff. I don't think Sparty needs to be in that talk. But for now, you knocked off a big, you knocked off a rival. You won a, a top ten matchup game, but hey, I'll give Michigan State credit. That you, you pulled it off. Um, your explosive players made plays when they had to. Um, I didn't think they would due to the quarterback's lack of skill, but they did. So um, 
massive props to Sparty, man. If you're Michigan, like, dude, you're up, you're up 14. I get, yeah, I, I just keep going over that in my head. I'm like, dude, that was, I, I, I left a basketball game. I was coaching and I saw, okay, like, Hey, Michigan's got it wrapped up. You're up 30 to 14 or 30 to 16. Like we're good. And you watch the game and you're like, what just happened? But the defense collapsed. Um, the offense couldn't quite answer back and Sparty gets a big win. And despite, and, and Chris, it feels like I, I'll, I'll leave you this. And I'll throw it to you. I think Michigan State's kind of giving you that Iowa um, image of we're a good team. We're undefeated. We're not great, though. But, hey, until someone beats us, let's keep riding this tidal wave. And that's what Sparty's doing. Yeah, I'll push back a little bit because they had the lead by two touchdowns. Well, a little bit more than two touchdowns, 30 to 14. But that's like seven minutes into the third. So it's not like it was halfway through the fourth or something like that. Um, But you had the lead, you were in control. And although they gave back-to-back touchdowns to make it 30 to 30, you know, they did force three, um, three, three and outs in that, um, in that second half, I would actually probably point more to the offense. Um, Okay. Really? Because, they had, uh, you know, the, after that touchdown, it was 30 to 22. You know, they, they scored a touchdown, opened it up early in the third, 30 to 14. Then on offense, they went punt, field goal, fumble, turnover on downs, and an interception. Now, obviously, the interception, you know, they still had some time to go down and, and score there. They had, sure. a, it was a minute 15. So that interception, you know, so offensively, it was just like, they just kind of fell asleep at the wheel. The quarterback, although, you know, during the game, I'm seeing him leave a couple of plays on the field. But how can you argue with 28 of 44 and 383? And with McCarthy, he put the ball on the ground a couple of times. Um, and just going back to that that running back, 23 of 190, 23 carries, 197 and five touchdowns, the most touchdowns by anybody you know, in Michigan state history against Michigan. So man, yeah, I don't, I'm not trying to, I, neither of these teams just screamed like, Oh, you know, they're going to be like you said, you know, in the semifinals, but these are the type of games that you can start to prove yourself. And yeah, man, the Wolverines definitely fell flat on their face down the stretch. They were, they, you know, in some of those, drives they were moving the ball too it wasn't all three and out they just man it was it was it was kind of crazy I, I just didn't see them fall apart that much and on the flip side just to keep it in the big 10 you know it was tough to see you know Clifford he's been so banged up lately that who's to know that he was gonna come out looking healthy and, and playing good I mean they had to rely on him enough they they couldn't run the ball worth a you-know-what. He They had to throw the ball 52 times. And, you know, I got to say, I was a little kind of a weird start to the game because it was like fumble, fumble, punt, fumble, oh, turnover on downs. But once they found their groove, they made it somewhat competitive to the point where, you know, they, it was 27 to 24 and they ended up throwing a pick. That kind of messed it up. They missed a, a field goal down the stretch that, you know, in the end, probably wouldn't have meant a whole lot. But I got to say, Penn State with Clifford and everything, they actually came to play and, and played a pretty tough game. I 
I was kind of surprised, but you know, what was it, an 18 point spread or something like that? But you yeah. didn't know because Clifford's been so banged up, and if they don't have him, they don't have much. Yeah, and honestly, I think aside from Georgia, uh, who wasn't superly impressive this week, but they got the job done again. Um, Ohio State, actually, that's a pretty bad win. Just if we're looking for, you know, who's progressing towards the top of uh, top teams in the country in the land, like Ohio State pretty much played against a pretty crappy, you know, Penn State team who had let Illinois set a rushing school record on them. Um, and, you know, with a big quarterback, like, Penn State put up a gritty effort, but if you're Ohio State, if we're looking for, okay, you know, who who who's up there in George? Like, maybe it's Alabama, maybe it's someone else. Like, the someone else chat, even Ohio State, like, that wasn't too impressive at all. You got the win, but, I mean, it was a, a one-score game for pretty much uh, the, the first three quarters, and you were losing. So, like, um, credit to Penn State, like, hey, you had, you had a couple of tough losses. You took the Iowa game on the chin. You had a weird game against Illinois with nine overtimes, and then you come out, kind of beat a quarterback, and you almost knock off Ohio State. So I think this is so weird, Chris, because we've done this podcast now for nine or ten years, it feels like. And we've always almost had a, a couple of teams that are like, okay, these are the best teams in the country, and who else can contend with them? This year, you have Georgia, who's showing dominance, but after that, there's really no, okay, well, this team, and it's it's kind of a one-horse race, which we almost never see in college football. Even if it's always been, okay, it's Clemson and Bama, or it's whoever, you know. But this year, there's really, we got Georgia, and we got a bunch of people who are trying to get up there with them, but they're not quite doing it. And it just kind of makes for, I think, which should be a really fun um, final month or so, month and a half of this college football season, because it's not as predictable as, okay, well, the title game is going to be Georgia-Bama, and let's, like, have fun picking bowl games. Like, we actually have a little more of a debate and what might happen kind of season, which I think is enjoyable for college football fans in general, unless you're obviously a diehard, a diehard Bama or Clemson fan. Yeah, I mean, it's been the theme all season, and I don't see it slowing down anytime soon. It definitely it's a big headache for the committee playoffs. Sure. <laughs> you know, it is going to be a week to week type thing, but Penn state's not as bad as, is is like you said, it's not, you know, they're not a, they're a crappy team. I don't know about that. They beat Auburn. who's a pretty good team. They probably would have beat Iowa if they didn't lose their quarterback in that game. But um, yeah, Ohio state offensively, you just had it bumping. So a lot of people, including us kind of just assume you know, that that's how they, they would probably cover the spread. It was an 18, 18 and a half point spread or whatever. Speaking of Auburn, though, Auburn did win um, a game against Ole Miss, and they've been kind of, you know, hot too coming into the game. Uh, Ole Miss putting up a bunch of points. Um, they got up on them early, 14 to 3, and they never got – all the way back, there was that moment where it was 21 to 17. And I thought, you know, it was a great response with a little over two minutes left. 11 play drive, 16, 11 play drive, 69 yards, 231 it took. And it was 28 to 17. And it really 
although, you know, it got to an eight points and they also had, it was 20 to 28. They also had that long drive where they had a turnover on downs. There was an interception turnover on downs. Some of the stuff is like, are you sure you want to go for it on, on that? Like uh, a fourth and seven. Okay. You know, but wasn't there also a fourth and 11? Fourth and seven. There was one. I thought there was a fourth and 11 too, but either way, they could, they just kind of stumbled down the stretch, and whether it was an interception or turned the ball over on downs, Old Miss just couldn't cash in. Yeah, and they've just been having. I'm going to give my boy a little bit of a break and just say that they were in a tough part. Oh, well, here, <laughs> hey, here we go. Here we go. Just like just like we said, Arkansas went through a grinder. Um, this, okay. So old miss had played Bama and got their butt kicked. They beat Arkansas. They beat Tennessee in what was a, a crazy game for many different reasons. You beat LSU. And so you basically had your fifth hard game in a row on the road at Auburn at night. Like I, I thought they had a chance, but so Tennessee and LSU those super tough games. The Tennessee game. I think, I think Tennessee for the environment they had that night was a tough game. Yeah. Right. And, but an opponent though, opponent, tough yeah. opponent. That's yeah, not for, quite like what Arkansas for had. for that environment and that game that it was. Yes, the LSU game was not a super hard opponent. Okay, so basically you had four out of five games were for pretty hard opponents. Like you can't, it's hard to run the table. Just it, you know, teams have let up spots. Just like Arkansas, if you look at their win loss record, is not as bad as they show. But they 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 went through more of a grinder than even Ole Miss. Yeah, that's so. what I'm saying. They had AM. They had the Longhorns early when they were ranked. AM, Georgia, Ole Miss, Auburn. That's a different streak. Yeah, but I would say that this is pretty close. Yeah, you went Bama, you went Arkansas, Tennessee, which was a hell of a game just through the environment. Yeah, LSU. but I'm talking about opponent though. What they've yeah. done this year. Tennessee's not a great opponent. Oh yeah, that 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 okay. They they're I'm not just great. I'm saying right. you're making you're, up a little yeah. too much here for for your buddy. I, I'm just saying I can That's see all. how it, I can see how you know trying to win your fifth relatively hard game in a row is tough. And and they and even Corral who was banged up just because the guy tries to be a running back when he's a quarterback. Um, I know he got carted off, which I'm thankfully came back because I still want him to have a chance to win the Heisman. But yeah, the Ole Miss they they slipped up. They lost. And Auburn is a good team. And the uh, main thing I heard about before I watched the game was, you know, the, the Auburn Auburn controlled the line of scrimmage. That was the hype going into it, and it turned out to be true. Um, Old Miss has been excellent at running the ball this year, and especially since they've had a lot of receivers banged up lately, and that kind of slows down Kiffin's air raid. Um, Old Miss has ran the ball uh, the best in the country up until this week, besides the uh, 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 Army, uh, the, besides the uh, – Military academies. Military teams. Yeah, military academies. But obviously, you know, when you're playing a team who's got better um, people in the trenches, you know, it's going to suck. So they did lose. Um, I think Ole Miss will come back and – well, actually, them against Liberty, that's going to be – I'm going to have to see what that over-under is. That's probably going to be like over-under 79 again like they had earlier. Um, they got Jimbo. So I hope they bounce back. I hope they finish off with a nice four-game winning streak. But, yeah, hey, tips to, uh, tip the hat to Auburn. Um, Bo Nix, who – has gotten a lot of shit his whole career as an Auburn quarterback. Um, after a, a loss early in the year, like he's actually putting putting together a pretty damn good season, Chris. 
Well, I, I, since he couldn't do it, I'm gonna. Okay, this is their second half. Three and out. Three and out. Got a fumble. Turnover on downs. Field goal. Turnover on downs. Interception. Turnover on downs. And remember, they could have kicked a field goal somewhere in there because they're only down by 11. And Auburn had the the game the, the the ball for almost five minutes to close the game. So there was plenty of time. So you don't you don't want to put your your guy Lane on the not hot seat, but for those calls, one of those fourth down calls, you had to have just gone for the field goal and be like, hey dude, you know maybe we just don't have it today. Um, I'm not blaming the quarterback. I'm blaming you know your guy. Um, that that was a little like weird, you know, to me. Anyway, I mean, they had literally almost a 452 drive to close the game. Any of those could have went for a field goal, and then maybe you get something going. But that second half offensively, to only put up 20 points and have all those opportunities, I thought maybe one fourth and seven don't go for, or or fourth and third. I know the fourth and one, that was different. But um, here's a surprise. Let's keep it in the SEC. Mississippi State beats Kentucky. Um, you know, both of us were pretty high on this game. I had it in my take it to the window <laughs> section. Didn't quite work out for me on that one. Um, too many turnovers. It just wasn't it just kind of a lackadaisical right from the jump, you know, uh, game. They had an interception. Now they had a punt return. So, you know, they got back up. They were up, what, 10 to zero, whatever. But yeah, just fumble, interception, punt. Like, it was just too many turnovers for Kentucky, and they're not talented enough to uh, play that bad. Usually they're very fundamental, you know? Yeah, and, and and to give Mike Leach credit, the guy, I mean, I know it's not exactly been beautiful since he's arrived there, but he's a good coach, and I think that he is slowly but surely – in the team you wanted. I know last year he he's definitely a different kind of style person and he kind of cleaned house last year and he's been slowly but surely putting his team together. They have had um, quite a few games this year, which if you look at the box score, if you watch the plays, like they could have easily some more wins than they do. Um, in the Memphis game, they had a couple of officiating calls that were really poor that didn't favor them. You know, so M- Mississippi State's not quite as bad as they look. And, I mean, we're also probably building up Kentucky maybe a bit too high. Like, I, I, lo- I, I love the team. They're a fun team. They play defense. They, they have a sound offense. They run the ball. They beat you up. They're kind of like an old-school blue-collar football team. But, realistically, I think maybe I was maybe over the top with my expectations for them to win just because, again, this is still a Kentucky team who – if, you know, if, if the ground and pound game isn't working or if you have a couple of slip ups, you're still not quite the uh, Alabama or Clemson offense or that's not even fair, but a higher level team to make up for a couple of mistakes. Like this team has transformed from being a, a, a joke of a football team to actually, OK, we're not just a basketball school. We're pretty good. But maybe I was a little too high on picking them to win. And again, Mike Leach on given nights can pull off upsets, Chris, and that. Shouldn't surprise me, but hey, that's a nice one for Mississippi State. Again, they've had a weird year of many weird fluky games, but to knock off Kentucky, who's again been probably the uh, top four to five best teams in the SEC, that was a, a great W for them. 
Yeah, and to our point anyway, it was only like a one and a half point spread. So yeah, we yeah. weren't really saying they're going to blow them out. That's why I thought we could take to the window. <laughs> but sure. they had other uh, they had other plans. Okay, Baylor moves the seven and one. The Longhorns moved to four and four. Um, now they had a lead, but it wasn't you know deep into the third or something like that. They they did come right out and get a lead on their first drive, 14 play drive, uh, get up 21 to 10. But, you know, to Baylor's credit, they answered right back. Actually, they answered back, back, back. Touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. Um, And turnover on downs, two of them just couldn't get over the hump. And then wasn't it like a fourth and 11 fake punt? I mean, what the hell are you doing at this point? Uh, so let me ask you, is is Baylor good, or are they just this weird team that keeps finding ways to win and just kind of just coasting through the year? <laughs> maybe, maybe they are a team. I think they're pretty good. I, I think it's somewhere in between. Somewhere sure. in between. Like, what do we really know about, like, their, their, their resume is not bad. I mean, you are beating teams yeah. who, you know, who are respectable. And you have a pretty good win-loss record. I mean, you got Oklahoma coming up, which is going to be a really fun game. So I think this Baylor team is better than people think. They're getting no national exposure, which, hell, they should, considering, you know, all the other teams this year who are getting a lot of hype. But, yeah, maybe this Baylor team will continue to impress us, and maybe they will win the Big 12. I mean, I can't say it's impossible. Um, I, I'm i kind of at a loss of words just because – I feel like this is a team who is just kind of slipping under the radar. Um, but again, if the way this college football year has been, um, I would trust them uh, against a team just as much as Sparty or Michigan. Like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah or hell, Kentucky was ranked 12th going into this weekend, Baylor 16th, you know, um, Old Miss was 10, like I was nine. Like, maybe they're a little undervalued. Um, you know, I just, it'll be curious to see how they finish off this year, Chris, because again, they're not going to get the talk of an Iowa state or an Oklahoma, but they are four and one in conference. Um, they have a chance to win the big 10 or big 12, excuse me. Um, they, they also, man, they have, well, they have a tough little stretch here of, well, they have, they go to West Virginia who, as we know, West Virginia is better than expected. They go to TC, they played TCU. That's probably an easy win. You got Texas tech, easy win, but then you finish at Oklahoma. So if you can go four and oh, you're well, hell, you're going to be in the talk for the making the title game or excuse me, the college football playoff. You probably would be in the Big 12 title game. But yeah, you have Westford at West Virginia, TCU and Texas Tech, which would probably be wins if you don't slip up. And they got Oklahoma. So but they it's really not can finish. Texas Tech is the last game. Yeah, right. OK. I was like, yeah, wait so a second. I thought Oklahoma and they, Oklahoma State played last. But they, I, they I know what you're saying. Yeah, they kind of control. They got one. Yeah. Obviously, you know, they got to beat probably Oklahoma twice, but sure, yeah, you're yeah more likely to have to you'd have to beat OU and then beat them again. But if you're, I mean, they're just as much in the talks of a team that could contend for a Final Four spot as anyone else. And actually, speaking of, that's actually a very nice intro parlay into my next comment of are people sleeping on Oregon, who again 
they've had some games that are not impressive whatsoever, but you can easily say, say the same thing for Oklahoma. Oklahoma's resume has been shit if you're looking for impressive wins. But if you are Oregon, you, you beat up a Colorado team, which you're supposed to do. But I do feel they're also there's probably slipping under the radar more than Oklahoma State because you're ranked seventh in the country. Your one loss was to Stanford, which was a, a, a bad loss. Stanford, by no means, this year is what they normally are. Well, hell, I guess they haven't been great for a couple of years, but it was a bad loss. But you beat Ohio State, who's getting hyped pretty highly. And that's really interesting, though, too. Yeah. It's like they've kind of gone down since his opening two games. You yeah, know, so they won him by a touchdown apiece, and then they haven't really played that great. Uh, you, you beat UCLA, you know, at, at there, which is that's a, I mean, a, a respectable average win. Um, so, you know, I and I think this kind of ties into what we talked about at the start of the show was this year the bull committee is going to have a really big hassle because, as I've heard um, from uh, a, a, a football analyst guy I respect to listen to. He was saying that if Oregon runs the table, they're in the Big 12, they're in the uh, they're in the college football playoff. Like, and that's just something you've not been hearing much. But I guess looking at it, well, hell yeah, you'd have one loss, you would have won a major conference, and you beat Ohio State. So even though that's not a team people are talking about much, I I, I guess yeah, think about though yeah, hell Chris, if if you win out, so let's see, they have at Washington. Washington's really bad this year. Then you got Washington State, who's worse <clears throat> you go to utah which is never easy to play at so that's that's one hard game and you finish with the civil war which is oregon state who did beat you last year but you would assume you're going to be the favorite so you have you'll be a strong favorite in two games you have to go to utah which you know you got to earn your stripes that, that'll be tough and then you finish with oregon state who you'd assume at home you would not slip up to them twice there's a great chance that Oregon could in a conference final. Obviously. Yeah, run the table. Their yes, loss run- is gonna. It, let's see what that. Let's see. Let's that loss is not a good look though. You know what I mean? No, you're you're right. We'll you're see. right. But but once you agree if they run the table though, there's no way they could be left out. If if no, you I, I suppose I can't you go twelve and one. Yet. Sure. Yeah, I can't agree with that yet because oh. if they had lost to, um, uh, you know, a better team, then I think that their ranking would be a little better it's tough to say i can't agree right now to it Fair but okay. would it be favorable yeah yeah definitely but i think those teams and that's been a track record for some of those some of these you know remember tcu had a mediocre loss and it, sure. and it burnt them um so i can't it's it's you know let's see if they can finish strong too because Fair enough. Uh, Fair enough. you know they played two really good teams beat them and then have been up and down, barely getting by. Sure, they beat Colorado handily, but, you know, yeah, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll see on that one. Um, in the uh, shitty quarterback versus uh, shitty quarterback, one shitty quarterback played better than the other. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, Wisconsin beat Iowa 27-7. to Graham Mertz's stat line, 11 for 22, 104 yards, one touchdown. The in a game that my 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 good buddy and I cannot pick because I, I I refuse in my head to say which shitty quarterback is worse than the other. The winning quarterback in this game was 11 of 22 for 104 yards. That that that's that's like no picks in the red zone. They're coming. 
that's like a third string NFL backup, like mop up that that's hideous. But um, the Iowa dance party of making it to the final four um, <laughs> got, got punched by Purdue. Yeah, and now you just got, you, you got, you got punched. I got like, you know, like stomped in the head and you got thrown out the party because you went from being number two in the country to now you're, well, you're not going to be unranked, but you're going to drop pretty deep. So um, I stayed away from it for a reason. And again, when the winning quarterbacks stats are 11, 22 for 104 yet, 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 Chris Spencer Petrus for Iowa nine of 19 for 93 yards. These quarterbacks in a combined Big Ten, Ten football game. Ten yards of completion, bro. That's good. I don't know what you're talking about, bro. Two, quarter, two quarterbacks in a Big Ten respectable game threw for a combined 201 yards. I, How much I did have, they rush? Um, The team's rush for Wisconsin rushed for 166 yards on 48 carries. Iowa... Oh, my God. Ran the ball 30 times for 24 yards. That's where it was. That's where the game was won right there, man. Good That's Lord. where the game was. Just the complete opposite game. Houston, SMU now, both 7-1. and one. This freaking game was super wild. I mean, back and forth we go. Houston got an off to a nice lead up 20-17. to 17. But like I said, it was back and forth the whole time. Phenomenal game. Just an AAC shootout. And then it ends with a kickoff return. <laughs> All the way, 100 yards after they had just tied the game with like literally, let's see, 30 seconds left. They tied the game 37 all. You figure, okay, let's stop them from kicking a field goal, right? That's all we got to do. We can do this. And then they take a whole kickoff all the way back and ended the game basically right there. That was freaking phenomenal. We mentioned West Virginia got the job done as well. BYU and Virginia put it up a grip of points, 66 to 49. San Diego State had been teetering, and they finally uh, tipped over. Fresno State got a big win, 30 to 20. And as I mentioned earlier, my Miami Hurricanes were in a, a, a another shootout, but they finally came up. Uh, well, I suppose last week they, they beat a ranked team as well. But Pittsburgh, you know, they, let's not say Pickett, you know, he threw some picks. I'll give him that. But 519, um, <laughs> I mean, he threw the ball 39 of 55. Um, it's just a couple of those picks, you know. We're, but Miami – the freshman quarterback, now that, you know, the first couple of games of this freshman quarterback, it didn't go so swell. Uh, he is starting to really pick it up. And look at him, 32 of 42, a bad pick later in the game. But 426, this dude, you know, they, they got something going there at quarterback. It sucks that we don't have King. It sucks for him just in general. He should have just probably, unfortunately, went pro and, and not played in the ball game. And he ended up playing in the ball game, hurt himself. And luckily, he got a little cash uh, this year, and I think he did take that insurance money, so at least he got something out of it. But I feel bad for him because now he has a shoulder injury, and that's on your you know, throwing arm, so that's, that's not good. But 
Miami, four and four now, should probably be six and two, but you know, it is what it is. Um, they've been in four straight really tight games. Uh, after losing two in a row, now they've won two in a row against ranked teams. Any other games that stand out to you, sir, before we start to go to week 10? Of course, um, you know, the, the crafty, crappy pick of the week was crappy. It didn't work out. It was so, like, it went down to the wire. When they got up, I was like, oh, because I was actually keeping track of that game a little bit. And that was rough, dude. That was rough. They just, I guess, just go with the home team this whole year. And, you know, it had been, it had been money. We would have <sighs> lost one of them. Yeah, that, 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 yeah, that, that, that one's tough, sir. That one was tough. Um, Aside from that, uh, speaking of betting, if you bet UTEP, I think you would have cashed every ticket this year. The UTEP miners from El Paso, Texas, who no one really knows about, um, they did lose this past weekend, but they lost by three, and they were a, uh, anywhere from like 9 to 11 point underdogs. So if you want to make money, go to UTEP miners uh, football. <laughs> And bet them to win. UTEPMiners.com. <laughs> hey, they got a big game coming up, dude. You're oh, just they, saying, they, like, within the spread, because obviously they've lost twice, so you, you're not going to win every time, but you're saying sure. with the spread in place. Yeah, right? with with the spread, they've, they've I think they've maybe not covered one game out of the of eight they played this year. So that team is – and they still they, – yeah, they, they have a huge game – them against uh, San Antonio, UTSA, like that, that game's actually for some Conference USA bragging rights. So uh, UTEP football has been cashing tickets. And I say this very slightly as we move on. Um, USC and Missouri did win, but Missouri beat Vandy and USC beat Arizona. Um, Arizona and Vandy, neither have won a conference game this year. So I'm not going to brag too much about either team I love. Hopefully USC gets their shit together and gets a good coach. Missouri, who was supposed to be good this year, has really lived down to expectations. So um, I'm happy they won, but I'm not going to brag about it because you would give me shit. I'm not going to try to defend it. So, oh, yeah, and as, as I scroll through, go for 41 to 14. That's a nice win for your boys. And actually, let, let, let me say this, Chris, so we can move on. I think the entire Big Ten, like your whole side of the conference, I think is it – does almost every team control their own destiny because the Gophers are first at four and one, the Badgers are three and two, Purdue's three and two, Iowa's three and two. Yeah. I, I, I want to say Minnesota, Wisconsin, Purdue or Iowa. Well, actually I was, well, I was in trouble now because they lost to Purdue and Wisconsin. Um, but excuse me, but they still control yeah, yeah, their own yeah. destiny. Sure. Yeah. So any well, of those teams no, guys, they don't, close, they don't, you're right. No, I would be screwed, but, the Gophers, Badgers, or Boilermakers could also win the Big Ten West. Wow. <laughs> it, it's really coming. I mean, the thing is, the Gophers play Iowa and Wisconsin still, so they technically oh, are the sure. one. All those other teams need us to lose. You know, like Purdue needs us to lose, both of them, because we beat them straight up. So, I hear you. Okay, and okay. Wisconsin beat Purdue. Purdue beat Iowa, so it's a little funky. But, yeah, right, right now uh, the Gophers – are the ones that control their own destiny along, I should say Wisconsin too, because okay, if they win all their games. Then they're going to go. Iowa's messed up now because of that Purdue and Wisconsin. But yeah. It's definitely a wild open race. Definitely. 
Well, as we roll into week 10, which I hate saying that because that means we're on a double-digit week, which means we're more than halfway through our college football season, which is is enjoyable but also sad because, as my co-host says every year, this is the best regular season of any sport, and it it continues to be true. Um, We will have some football to watch this next weekend, though. Okay, one game that you should not – oh, my good Lord. I was going to say, as I was scrolling through ESPN, like we like to do, um, Missouri goes to Georgia. Now, this is a, I was going to say, do not bet Missouri because this is a game where Missouri's never had a chance against Georgia. But Missouri's a, however, however, if you want to sprinkle a little money, means Missouri's a 38 point under, good Lord. Yeah, that, I looked at that too and I said, hmm, I wonder if Marshall's going to take the bait. Can, I mean, Georgia's due for an off week. Um, but, I mean, this is a Missouri team who, besides beating Vandy, has looked bad. Yeah, you had the freshman quarterback of the year last year. Um, yeah, good God. I Jesus, that's that's sad. 38, that, that's Vegas saying, they hey. They barely lost to Kentucky. They barely lost to Boston College. That great Tennessee squad you speak of beat them six oh, to four. Uh, they they stayed within A and M. Man, that, this might be it, dude. This might be it. Well, here's the thing, and the reason Tennessee lit up Missouri is because Missouri can't stop the run. Like Missouri's D line and O line aren't that good, and Georgia's O line D line are very good. So I could see a lot of bad things happening in this game. Um, Plus 110,000 people helps that running game. Yeah, 38 points is a, a big – oh, and that place will be sold out for sure. Um, 38 points is a slap in the face, but clearly Vegas says, hey, you guys suck this year, and I'm not going to go against it. So that that should be some humble pie for um, Missouri. Um, and actually, wow, I'm off. The Old Miss Liberty over-under, which I predicted would be 77, Chris, is – 67 and a half. Wow. I mean, I'm not, I know that like Ole Miss, I'm just Ole Miss's defense has been okay. We've talked about that. I mean, I know you always give me shit for hyping them up, but Ole Miss's defense has become okay. But Liberty is a run and gun team, and Ole Miss normally is going to put up points. I thought for sure that that over under would be in the mid 70s, but it's a huh. Right, they got so, a good ass quarterback too, Liberty Willis. Do, yeah, oh, he, he's he's going to be a first round draft pick. And Corral, obviously, if he's healthy, is still hopefully still a chance for the Heisman. Um, yeah, that 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 seems low for two teams who on a given what week about are that like nine and a half. What about that nine and a half? You feeling comfortable with the old Miss? I I. I I hope so. Yes. Hey, you got beat. You licked your wounds. You're still you're still spending a very good year. You're eight and two, or sorry, six and two, six and two. Um, I would take that. But again, I would look it over just because I, a fact the fact that that's under seventy, um, really surprises me because obviously Ole Miss's defense is well, hell, they're probably a little beat up this year, and the quarterback should be able to bounce back. So yeah, I would I would look at Ole Miss, but I would more so look at the over, Chris, with, um. 67 and a half, just because that seems low for two teams who, for the most part, always like to put up pretty big numbers. Yeah, Liberty's been slowing people down, but, you know, they haven't faced someone like this. Before we get to the ranked versus ranked, two things that stand out to me. 
Michigan State favored by three points on the road. And on the road, three points, Oklahoma State going into West Virginia. What says you about both those? Is is, is both of those going to happen, or do we got an upset brewing? Oh, my God. Dang the drum. I'm taking Purdue. I, I get Purdue with three points, 100%. <laughs> you, you, you not, I, that, that is my lock of the week. I would probably. Well, according buy- to ESPN's <laughs> Power Football Index, it's only 60.6 for Sparty. That's really not all that much. And, uh, yeah, that's interesting. I, I, ha- I have no basketball coaching plans Saturday 2.30. I'll be locked in watching that game. I'm going to have to find a old uh, retro Drew Brees throwback. But I will have Purdue money down. Um, yeah, yeah, you upset Iowa, okay? And you had a little bit of a, a hiccup after that. But you're at home. Michigan, Michigan State's, State's coming off coming up a big win. huge driver. This is literally the perfect per- – and, and last week – and last week, Purdue beat Nebraska at Nebraska. And, hey, to give credit to them, Nebraska's win-loss record has not been that good, but every game they've played this year has been like a one-touchdown game. Like, yep. that is the perfect spot. Oh, uh, 100%. That is my lock of the week. Punch it in. I, Take I it will, to the window. Yeah, I will have my own money down. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll screenshot us on the, if I need to on the podcast, but whatever. Uh, the, that, that's, that's my first bet. The fact that you're getting three points – yeah, hundred percent. I was is... gonna, I was gonna pick that one with you because oh, of the sure. letdown scenario. Whereas West Virginia, they just coming off a ranked win, so to win against, I mean the, I guess you could make an argument the Hurricanes just beat two ranked teams in a row when they've not looked as good and now they're five hundred. But I don't know if they can go back to back ranked teams. The Mountaineers, they are at home. But I'm wondering about that one. Um, does that one catch your eye? Uh, otherwise, Auburn A&M, speaking of getting back on the horse and having to go against a team that's still somewhat in the thick of things, Auburn and, and, and A&M. And Auburn's schedule has been pretty damn you know, heavy here. <laughs> oh, well, they did play Ole Miss. So. Hmm. Interesting, interesting comments from my co-host who uh... – is giving me a hard time for talking about the gauntlet of uh, what Ole Miss goes through, but then compliments the team they just played. Hmm. Georgia, Very... Arkansas, and Ole Miss. That's three in a row. That's not Tennessee or that Tennessee arena was the loudest I've ever heard on TV. I it was loud. There, they screamed there. <laughs> and they They're throw, golf, they, they throw golf balls at people. They throw golf. I'm just saying, you got to factor that in, my friend. <laughs> true <laughs> so maybe that's why maybe that's why ten, maybe that's why old miss lost lane was suffering from an elbow injury from that golf ball um if they if that made them good we'd see 105,000 golf balls on the field <laughs> trust me on that one so as i try to get back on track here i'd be selling golf balls outside of the venue ah uh, okay so Purdue's my lock it in lock. Um, Oklahoma State. So what we know about them is their offense isn't that good. I know that their one loss record is nice, but their offense is is challenging. Okay, and you are walking in against a West Virginia team who, again, their win loss record isn't that great. They're four and four, two and three in conference, but they've played Oklahoma really tight. 
They just locked up Iowa State. This and they also have a, a future NFL running back. This is not a team you probably want to play. So I would feel I feel more confident, Chris, in taking Purdue um, than I would against Sparty than taking Oklahoma State. I think Oklahoma State has a chance, but again, this is a West Virginia team who, despite the win loss record, they're, they're a good squad. Um, I would I wouldn't touch this game. If I had to pick a winner, I would take West Virginia, but I don't feel super confident. I just think Oklahoma State, when you – their offense – they had some offensive issues when they went to Iowa State and they lost. And you're going back out on the road again to another pretty tough environment. So I would lean towards West Virginia, but I wouldn't be a take to the window. I would just feel confident using that as a pick. Um, now for Auburn a and I st- – to, to what I still believe, I still think that uh, Kelzada and him backup, I believe he's still a prior center. I guess can't rip the kid too much because he beat Bama. Um, but, you know, he, he's had moments of ups and downs. Um, so I think Auburn's probably has – actually, well, I, I can't say that. I was going to say Auburn's got a better uh, defense, but A&M's D-line kind of really played well against Bama. So I'm torn just because I think Auburn has a – Oh God, I can't say Bonex gonna go win in college. Screw it. I'm There's taking Texas A&M. A lot of people in college stations. I I was that. I was about to talk myself into taking Auburn, but I'm not gonna take Bonex at Texas A&M in what's gonna be a the CBS 2:30 game of the week. No, screw it. No, take A&M with the points. I I was about to say something really stupid. Yep, A&M locked in with minus four and a half. People are making a big deal. Oh, dude, Alabama. There's no Alabama and LSU. CBS decided. Well, not that they're not playing, but CBS didn't pick it up. It's like, well. It's a 29-point spread. Yeah, like, why wouldn't you want to see a better ranked team? Who cares about that game? I mean, yeah, we get it. They're they're great rivals. But um, it's still 6 o'clock on primetime on ESPN. So it's not like everything's lost there. And I agree. Back-to-back Bo Nix, you know, I, he helped me out last week, but I, I'm not going to go to that well too many times. You know, just too too many times you can't do it. So, yeah, I'm with you. I think A&M will win a sneaky game. Four and a half points. Uh, yeah, I think A&M will pull that off, even with the, uh, even with the spread more than likely. There's your uh, UTEP. Uh, U, what is it? Uh, San Antonio, right? UTSA, At yes, the- sir. UTSA against UTEP, 11 points. Should we just put UTEP to, to, to you know, sneak under that 11 points or what? Yes, lock that one in. I'm going to give my Purdue bet three stars. I'll give UTEP two stars. That, hey, they, they're a covering machine. They they could win the game. I mean, inside out of the realm. This team is playing incredible football. I know UTSA is ranked. But it's in El Paso, and as we've talked about many times on the crappy, crafty pick of the week, <laughs> which no longer applies to, to them, they're, they're, no. that's a tough place to go. El Paso, you don't just walk into the Sun Bowl with the beautiful mountain background. So, Especially in November. I will be taking UTEP along with uh, Bang the Drum Purdue. Yes, I'll be taking UTSA to not cover. I'll be taking UTEP for sure, 100%. Yes, sir. That'll be Illinois and Minnesota are playing football. Okay. And uh, Minnesota, who had a great performance last week, you mentioned it. 14 and a half point spread is still kind of like, you know, they lost another, another running back for the rest of the season. 
So now they're, they're down to two scholarship running backs. They had a linebacker in last week. He ran for a touchdown late in the game. Holy shit. Um, yeah, so there's two freshmen. One true freshman, who's uh, Bucky Irving, who's been lighting it up. And then um, uh, another redshirt freshman. So that's who we got left. We are, I guess we got another, uh, probably a linebacker coming over, a safety or something, who played, you know, in high school, played well or whatever. So we are going to try to get a, a fourth running back uh, behind it. We also had a guy in mid-season um, going to the transfer portal who would be playing right now or at least splitting time. So it's going to be rough. But my point is I could see Illinois losing, but maybe – you know, keeping it under that 14 and a half point spread. They got a big line. If they can maybe cause a turnover and get um, the ball rolling, uh, they might be able to play keep away. I would pick Memphis straight out against SMU, but this isn't a couple of years ago when they had a really good offense. Um, so I'm not sure. My Miami Hurricanes have been in a lot of close games. I've said that. They're a 10 point favorite. How much confidence do I have in them to do that? That I don't know, sir. Let me ask you this, because we these are two teams we've talked about quite a bit this year. Um, I've joked about both of them, one more than the other. But if you had to throw down 100 bucks, Chris, are you taking Iowa State minus 6.5 at Ames against Texas? Is this a game where Texas finally bounces back and wins a game? Or do we just fade Texas again? And assume Iowa State, Brock Purdy at home, get a W. I mean, they, I'm sure it'll be a sold-out game. Like, it's on FS1. These are two, you know, big-name yeah, teams. But I, I, I feel that this is either going to be a a 20-point Iowa State victory or a walk-off field goal win by Texas. What does your gut say on this one, my friend? I've been, for whatever reason, I think two – or three games I've been wrong with Texas. I just have been. I just admit it. I just have okay. been. The last two, I've just screwed them up. So I'm a I'm a bad person to ask what comes to Texas this year, obviously. However, <laughs> this is the same reasoning I've gone. They're going to do it this week because they're bound to do it. Well, now that they're both unranked and there's no rank versus nothing, Maybe they will, or they lose by less than six and a half. Maybe that's what it is. I I guess if I had to, I would take Iowa State just because what has Texas shown us at all this year yeah. um, in agree. big games? They've had a lot of uh, close heartbreaks, but again, I'm not going to shed a tear because it's Texas, so I say horns down politely. <laughs> um, well, about, for about 40, 45 minutes, they're a hell of a squad. I mean, True. yeah, yeah you're yeah, they're, they're a very... semifinalist. If, if it was only about 45 minute games, they're a semifinalist, baby. Oh, God. OK, so here's a one point spread again with Kentucky. Um, the now Tennessee, who I who I said, you know, the loudest stadium in the country. Oh, you go. They're they're not at home, though. They're they're walking into Lexington where you assume you have a pretty pissed off Kentucky team, you know, because I. I Oh boy, this this ooh, this one's interesting. I would lean towards Kentucky. Kentucky minus one. Um, tennis. Yeah, I, yeah. Take Kentucky. Bet throw throw Kentucky. So I get I now got a one star. So I got uh, three stars on Purdue, 
two stars on UTEP, one star on Kentucky. Kentucky has to simply beat Tennessee. If they won by one, they push. But I like Kentucky to take down their basketball SEC rivals and take down the volunteers at Kroger Field in Lexington, Kentucky, sir. And yes, for the Bama LSU, um, over-under is 60-60 the points for its 28.5 points. So if you ask why the game's not on 2.30 on CBS, <laughs> it's because uh, Auburn A&M's a 4.5-point spread. This right. is seven times the spread. That's This probably will not be a good game. If you want to watch it, you can. But 100, 100% of this game has no business being on a primetime spot. 100%. You're 100% right, sir. And it is a and it is a primetime spot you're, anyway, in a sense. Yeah, it's just not sure, a for sure. free primetime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So people shouldn't be freaking out. And, hey, that Alabama-Tennessee game, speaking of Tennessee, did actually have a, a fat rating in that same spot. I know it just because there was a boxing event after. So I knew the oh, sure. lead-in and how much it was. So, you know, it is what it is. All right. Uh, let's get to this crafty, crappy pick of the week, man, because unless you have something other to add, because uh, up 20 to 17, looking good. Botech, they tie up the game, and then they end up losing in overtime. 42-yard kick or something like that. It was heartbreaking. But, yeah, if there's any other ones you want to, you know, tie up the loose ends. Otherwise, let's get to this crafty, crappy pick of the week because it's, 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 I'm struggling. I thought I could get to six and three. I thought we'd get to six and three. And here I am sitting at five and four. We're sitting at five and four for the year. And it's a, another must win scenario, my friend. Hey, we're, we're, we're still printing money in the positive. We are. And, and I, and I think the pie, I think we're going to be six and four after this week. Okay. You know, this is the first, literally the first time in eight years we've not been like Huge over 500. Like we, we're, we're gonna about, we're good, we're good though. We're okay. We're still in the green. Oh boy. Um. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I mentioned how there is a beautiful matchup in Conference USA this week, which is our UTEP Miners, our our second adopted team. We've adopted the Raging Cajuns. Back to what they did to me last week on my bets. I'm no longer talking about them for a while. Um, this Conference USA matchup is not exactly what you'd call beautiful. I'd call this more horrendous. Um, these teams have played a combined uh, 16 games, and they have a total of three wins. Uh, we're going to Ricardo Silva Stadium in Miami, Florida. And, Chris, I'm not talking about your Hurricanes. I'm talking about Old Dominion uh, playing against Florida International. Old Dominion is 2-6. and six. Florida International is 1-7. and seven. Um, one and three in conference, oh, and four in conference. The over under is 52. The point spread again, I'd try, we always try to make these uh, point spreads close. So when Chris picks the winner, it's, it's within taste for gambling or just even odds. Old Dominion, right now, is I'm a, feeling like I wish you'd pick some other wider games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, touche. Uh, Old Dominion's a two and a half point road favorite. What does your gut say on the Ricardo Silva? stadium matchup at six o'clock on ESPN plus. Well, first of all, home of the, Mar- oh, not home of the Monarchs. Um, you're, a, you're my friend for a long time, but you're a bastard because we had old dominion in the game last week and it is so, t- they burnt me last week and now I got to sit here and, and I got to look at these guys. Oh my God. The Monarchs. They burned me last week at OT, and I got to plop right back up here 
and now they're a road again. favorite. Oh my God, they're a road, Jesus. road favorite. No road games have won this year at all. So who they, who do you think I want to go with? Of course I want to go with Old Dominion because at some point the road's got to break through. I know I said that last week, but it's true. It's, it just has to be. However, do you pick a team that had one win? They were one and six, and now they're going to win two back-to-back games? Like, you know how difficult that is? Oh, man. You planned this, dude. You I, I did it. Honestly, I did it. This is – well, you, you, you didn't do enough research or something. Okay. Um, man, this one is the toughest pick I think I've ever had, dude, just because we've never done both of them. That's two teams now, by the way, that have advanced up out of the crafty, crappy pick of the week. Because remember, the Raging Cajun used to be there, too. Oh, yeah. Two years ago. Sure. Yeah. And so yeah. now we got two of them. San Antonio in that um, maybe Old Dominion is just going to win their way out of it. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm obviously trying to buy time right now because this one is just killing me. I mean, I can't believe it, but you know what? Florida International's one in seven. Good God. And they're a dog at home. <laughs> oh, man, this is such a tough one. Okay, so I remember saying this last week. I was a little nervous about the run, uh, the run, the run game in general, and then also the fact that Old Dominion could somewhat stuff the run at 121. That's good for the crafty, crappy pick of the week to slow down teams like that. That's actually a good number. Usually we see a lot higher. I mean, uh, you know, Florida International is a buck ninety basically. Uh, they're giving up so many yards. Now, they can pass the shit out of the ball, but maybe that's just because they've been behind so much. Neither team can defend. You really set me up to fail here, but I'm going to go freaking Old Dominion. I can't believe I got to pick them back-to-back weeks against. The Monarchs are going to go in. It's only $5. Don't tell anybody. Tickets are only $5. So that might fill up. But unfortunately, oh, my God. I can't believe I got to pick a team that just beat me. In overtime. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm picking Old Dominion. I, but you know what? At home, you can hear how messed up I am right now. So I wouldn't be mad if you put a you know a little money on those Panthers, those Florida International Panthers. I'm just saying because you can hear the doubt in my voice. But I'm going Old Dominion to somehow out of nowhere miraculously win back-to-back weeks. <laughs> for, for the uh, uh, Battle of Alumni, we'll, we'll repeat a couple of you from Old Dominion. Uh, Justin Verlander, uh, Kent Bazemore, the NBA player. Um, then, oh, yeah, then it was a bunch of people we don't know about. Uh, for Florida International, a famous alumni, Andy Garcia, the actor. Uh, Mike Lowe, the former Red Sox third baseman. Um, Raja Bell, the former um, uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, who's probably the best name on this whole list. Um, after that, it, it's a bunch of people who I'm not aware of, and they have a bunch of photos, but yeah, they don't ring a bell to me. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, Raja Bell and T.Y. Hilton. I'll take Florida International in the Battle of Alumni, and I believe because last week I took Old Dominion and they lost, so this week I'm gonna take Florida National and let my boy get a pick in. So um, 
it's funny too because I was I was scrolling through last week's games. There a, a game that we had picked two weeks prior. I saw that team, and in my head, I thought, okay, well, obviously, you know, this was a game we picked a week ago. So, like, okay, let, let's like, go into a new. So, a former team, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah, he'll go back to old minion. So, I, I was a little, I, I, I was uh, um, misconstrued. Confused. Yeah, misconstrued as to who was our last game of the crappy peak of the week was. I thought I, I went two weeks back instead of one. But I think we go to six and four again. We, we do this for fun. We started this literally the second we did this podcast. But almost every single year, I'm not lying to you, we normally hit about 70% of our picks. I don't think we ever had we a had a losing. perfectly fine North Texas Southern Miss. I'm looking at it right now. We had a perfectly fine North Texas South Southern Miss game to pick. Um, you know what? Maybe this is what I need to get out of Schneid. That's what we need. We need all this. Old Dominion's coming through. You can tell I'm the, I, 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 we, we, we've done this podcast for ten years. I, I might be fired after this week. If so, <laughs> uh, I just want to say it's been an honor to all those who've listened. Yeah, I truly, I've truly appreciated your uh, followers and listens. Um, but if, if Chris is solo next week, I'm either on a one week suspension or I've been terminated, and Chris will be applying for uh, looking for a new co-host. So it's, it's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> the boys are out tonight. Peace.